Welcome back to the Emergency Goalies. A little bit short week this time for us to the scheduling stuff, so we only have two games to talk about. And really the most important game was the one Sunday, but there was a game before that that, you know, was another loss and just... But the game Sunday is really, I think, what everyone wants to talk about with the Red Wings. Uh, Chris Chelios got his number retired. Patrick Kane returned. The Blackhawks forced overtime. And uh, I guess kind of predictably, uh, Patrick Kane won the game. So I guess I'll ask you, Michael, to talk about this game that I guess you didn't watch. Thank you, NHL Network. But just talk about this uh, very interesting game. Yeah, you know, um, kind of... Uh... Uh, pleased that the 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 Hawks fans uh, gave Kane a nice welcome. Uh, you know, I saw the uh, the triple standing ovation for him at the beginning of the game, and then uh, kind of the grudging respect standing ovation, I guess, uh, after the o- overtime winner. So that uh, <clears throat> I think uh, that's not totally unexpected. Uh, you know, probably wouldn't have got the, the the final ovation had this been a meaningful game and a meaningful season for the Blackhawks. But uh, being what it is, uh, I think one final standing O for, for Patrick Kane was probably justified there. And from what I saw, the Blackhawks put together yet another well-received and well-orchestrated uh, ceremony for Chris Jellios. Um, I know they just published the video of this, the full ceremony like an hour or two ago. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but all accounts I saw just a success from start to finish and everybody seemed happy with it. And, you know, I'm glad there wasn't any of the leftover resentment for Chelios mm-hmm. uh, with the whole Red Wings <laughs> uh escapades so i you know hopefully from this point on um we can as blackhawks fans are kind of past that and we can just celebrate chelios from now on yeah i think i think time is like does really soften that because it's been geez make us feel old over like 25 years since that happened so yeah and i do wonder if the fact that Detroit is no longer a rival, you know, no longer in the division, no, no longer even in the conference, uh, I think yeah. has chilled some people out, <laughs> probably. Well, that, and, um, winning three Stanley Cups since. That yeah, helped. you know, that takes a little bit of the sting out of uh, trading Chelios and Belfour and Ronick and all the stars of the 90s. So, yeah, that certainly, certainly helps as well. The other thing, I guess, which was kind of funny was – um, Connor Bedard actually put a hit on Patrick Kane and opened a check against the boards. And I don't think I've ever really seen Connor Bedard hit somebody like that. It was pretty funny. Um, I think it's something that Hawks uh, fans uh, should grow a little more accustomed to. Uh, he's a guy that um, you know throwing throwing checks so much isn't isn't really his thing. But um, Bedard's got some strength to him. He's got a little bit of, it's more, he will respond if somebody 
is trying to play physically with him uh, generally throughout his junior's career. Um, Bedard, Bedard's got a little bit of, uh, uh, <clears throat> I'm not even sure what the right word would be, but uh, he, he'll, he's not going to sit there and take it. And uh, he, he will, despite being short, he's pretty strong. And, um, you know, he, he can occasionally throw his body around a little bit. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, as he grows a little more accustomed to the NHL and the speed and the strength, and probably as he gets a little stronger himself, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we, we see a little tiny bit more of that from, from Bedard than we ever did uh, from Kane, for instance. Yeah. As you say, uh, Kane definitely was not that type of player. No, I mean he probably threw five body checks in his entire Hawks yeah, career. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that yeah, a l- little bit of difference between the two guys. Um, and I think part of it is um the position they play as well, uh, with Bedard. Um yeah, being a center being a being a center, you, you have to mix it up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to be effective. So I think it's just something he's a little more used to and willing to do. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you had any um, thoughts about the Winnipeg game before that was. I, I mean, you know, they had some struggles in that game, um, but came out with a point, came out with a point in both games, you know, and those are against two pretty darn good teams. Uh, Winnipeg even better than Detroit. Yet uh, the Blackhawks, you know, they're getting healthy and the lineup is a little bit deeper. And mm-hmm. with Bedard, they can score more than one goal. So you can, if you can score more than one goal and Mrazic keeps playing the way Mrazic has been playing, you've got a chance to steal a point or two here, here and there. Yeah, I was kind of hoping, you know, to see in the Winnipeg game, you're going to be like, well, this will be fun. We'll go see Bedard in overtime. And like, nah, I never got on the ice. Oh, well. Yeah, you know, and then, of course, he was on the ice for the Patrick Kane goal. Yes. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, we haven't seen Bedard succeed much on the power play. We haven't seen much success in overtime. The Blackhawks haven't played a ton of overtime games um, to kind of give him that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, hopefully that, that killer instinct uh, that we – consistently saw out of Patrick Kane. Um, you know, he was obviously somebody who was always lethal in the shootouts and the overtime. Uh, I would expect Bedard to develop into that similar type of player, but he doesn't have a lot of help at the moment. <laughs> and well, I, was uh, say, um... I, I think that, I think that shows up in, in the limited amount of overtime opportunities we see. Yeah. And I was going to say too, there haven't been a lot of, what you would call big moments. No. You're like Kane. Kane, of course, had a lot of those big moments because the Blackhawks are in those big games. So we'll see what happens. And even with the overtime games we've been to, been in, I think what we've probably only had one or two shootouts. And I think one of those happened while Bedard was injured. Yes. There's that one, um, one that went like 10 rounds that I can't remember. Right. Yeah, that right. Rounds. That was definitely when Bedard was out. Um, mm-hmm. But I think there might have been one early in the season. So, I mean, really, even in that regard, he's, I, he's at, at most had one opportunity. So that just, you know, not, 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 not the opportunities to shine yet. But yeah, I will say he had um, 
a breakaway in the Red Wings game during regulation that he didn't score. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's actually a little more challenging <laughs> to score on in regulation, I think, um, sometimes. Um, but, uh, yeah, hey, uh, goal scoring is not going to be an issue for counter no. so that's not, not something I'm going to – not going to concern myself with that. So I didn't know if you had any other observations. It's only been two games. Yeah, you know, it's uh, – I just I continue to be happy with the way the Blackhawks are playing, you know, despite the losses. Mm-hmm. They're continuing to play the right way. They're they're trying. They really responded, I think, after um that Carolina game where they did come out unprepared. And even that the I, I want to say it was like the first period of that Philadelphia game. Yeah, they didn't look very good in that one. They didn't look very good either, but then they 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 turned it around, mm-hmm. um, kind of in the the second and third periods of that Philly game, and they carried that over into these last two games and, and managed to get a point out of each. So, yeah. you know, it, like you we were talking about the other the other episode, it's, they've gotten to the point now where they're they're going to have a decent chance to win the lottery. So it they don't have to really they're going to be pretty much locked in. So it's nice to see them play a little better. Yeah, I mean, at this point, they're guaranteed to have at least the same odds as they had last year in the lottery, and the chances are they're going to have better odds than they had last year. So win, lose, loser point, whatever they they get, um, you know, especially as we move out of February and into March, um, you know, this is a team riding a 21-game road losing streak, and uh, the schedule um, after February, uh, I believe more than half of their games in in mm-hmm. March and April are on the road. So, I, yeah, the, the the odds of them stacking up any no any amount of points that would threaten, um, you know, a top five pick or anything would be uh, rather minuscule. Yeah, it would be very surprising if they would do that. Yeah, I mean, I. The only thing I could see that could threaten it at all is, you know, Bedard goes insane. Athanasiu gets back and play and is healthy. Murphy gets back and is healthy. And I think there's still one other guy that's out. Um, yeah. But, you know, even if they got all that, I, I, it, I still can't see them dropping out of the bottom three. So, And if it was because um, Bedard got insanely hot, I think we'd definitely take that because – yeah, I would not not complain if Connor Bedard puts the team on his back and scores, you know, 20 goals over the last 20 games or whatever. So, yeah, definitely not going to not going to complain about that. So, I guess um we can look forward to the week ahead. Yeah, I mean, uh still got another day off here. Um we're recording on Tuesday, Wednesday they're off as well. Uh, Colorado coming up, final home game of the month. And then uh, they do still have one more home game on the Saturday, the second against Columbus. Mm-hmm. Obviously a winnable game there. Uh, that's certainly from, from this week, um, the game that you would want to target as a Blackhawks fan. Although 
they come back, they come out of that and they finally hit the road. Colorado, obviously not, a, <laughs> not a prime target to, to, to end that 21 game losing streak, but they follow that up with a game against the Arizona Coyotes, who, as of yesterday at least, were riding an eleven-game losing streak. Wow. Not just home road, just eleven games total. They were they were losing in a row, so the the wheels have really come off. Yeah, of they, that. they were um, playing. They were in the year. Yeah, I mean, they were fighting for a playoff spot. Um, you know, about three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and just yeah, it's completely gone off the rails for them. They are going to be selling at the trade deadline. And I guess that's the other thing that will be coming up. Uh, We've got these four games this week, um, and then we'll probably record next Wednesday would be my guess. Yes. And then I believe the trade deadline is the following day, or it's like Thursday or Friday um, next week. So I don't expect we hear any big news out of the Blackhawks as far as movement of their own players. I think Colin Blackwell's probably mm-hmm. the most likely to go and perhaps maybe the only player to go yeah. um, from the Blackhawks' current roster. Um, but hopefully we start hearing some rumors that some of the bigger players around the NHL are going to be traded. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, hopefully the Blackhawks can... Uh, nudge their way in there and either take back a bad contract from a team for a draft pick like they did with Zaitsev last year or work their way in as a third-party broker and get some draft picks or prospects for absorbing, uh, you know, 50% of a cap hit here Mm -hmm. or there. So that that's really what we're hoping for out of the trade deadline at this point. Yeah, and two games against the Avalanche, probably not going to go well, but you never know. But Yeah, a- but the, those other two games are very winnable. Yes. Um, that I mean, that, that Coyotes game, you're not going to get a better. Yeah, if you're circling like a game to break the road losing streak, that Coyote game, there should be lots of Blackhawks fans. That might be the one. Right. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of Blackhawks fans down in Arizona uh, for spring training. I know with that stadium down there with Mullet Arena where there's, what is it, 4,000 fans or whatever. Um, but Cubs fans that are traveling down to Mesa, <laughs> um, they can afford <laughs> to uh, to pay for some of those uh, rather expensive tickets um, to get in to see those games. So I wouldn't be surprised that um, in a way that it's sort of a semi-home game for the Blackhawks. The only disadvantage is that it's that it is the second half of a back to back coming off of that Colorado. So the, you know, it they're playing a night game in Colorado, gotta travel to Arizona. Yeah. You know, get in early in the morning and you know, get up for that that, you know, another game the next night. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty pretty long distance travel yes. um, for an overnight. But they're at, at some point the Blackhawks I, I'm sure that they're going to sense the opportunity because uh, mm-hmm. they're all embarrassed by this losing streak. Well, so yeah. hopefully, <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, honestly, you know, let's, uh, let's just end it in Colorado and then, you know, you yeah. don't have to worry about it. You know, I just, be, let's way, just steal one. That'll be the kind of thing that will end it. They'll beat some. It could be. Road, yeah. I mean, they, they've beaten a couple of good teams on the road early in the year, but obviously yeah. since then, 
I, I think I saw a tweet from one of the beat reporters earlier uh, today where, you know, they had mentioned that Athanasiu was skating again. Yeah, I saw that. And is nearing a return to the lineup. Uh, he's still non-contact at this point, but um, they expect probably over the next week or two uh, that he'll be back in the lineup. But uh, one of them had mentioned that the Blackhawks actually, you know, as long as Anthony CU has been out, and I want to say it's been since October, yeah, a um, uh, he has, uh, he was actually in the lineup the last time the Blackhawks won a road game. It's wow. been that long. So yeah, that's, that's, that's obviously a bad sign. All right. So I guess let's get this road losing streak over with already. Absolutely. All right. So um, on Twitter, Michael. MJ underscore Ernst. And I'm STH85, and we'll be back next week. And hopefully we have a road win to talk about. That would be nice, but either way, we'll be here. <laughs>